Welcome back to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. I'm Jeff. I'm Alex. And this is episode five. This is five. And we'll be talking about the differences between the social systems of Germany and the U.S. We're not going to get super in-depth and political, but kind of just talk about, you know, how our taxes work and things like this. So a little more relaxed everyday life, not hardcore stuff. Right. More of an overview. We're not going to get too detailed because obviously we could do an episode in each one of these. And maybe if you guys want in the future, we will. Yeah. All right. Um, Let's uh, get into it. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, before we get started, I do want to give some shout outs because we've gotten some feedback. Oh, yeah. We've gotten some great feedback. And it's really cool. Um, People telling how much they appreciate the show and stuff. That's good. I'm blown away. That's 100% more. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to give a shout out to uh, these three on on Instagram who messaged us. And that is Melanie, Narda, and Rebecca. And then we have another shout out from Facebook to Jonathan, who's given us some whiskey recommendations. I mean, we've had a lot of comments on on Facebook, like too many to to count right now. But yeah, thank you, Jonathan, for all your your tips and comments. It's been really really nice. Yeah. And then one more uh, to Allie, who actually sent us a quick little tidbit, a little story that she wants to oh, share. Oh, right. She did. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Um, so I think I'll, I'll read that right now. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, let's hear Let's do it. Okay. So um, this is how she said from a personal perspective, from a female perspective. So pretty much she said in her first few days of living in Munich, she went to one of those mini marts, uh, like Rave It A Go, she thinks, and needed to buy some feminine products, uh, tampons, she wrote. Uh, so she's running around to fire them, and once she does, she goes to the cashier. Uh, the cashier doesn't know the price, and she's also fumbling with her money because, like we said, you know, trying to pay it quickly. Right. So I'm sure she was dealing with that, you know, fumbling in the money, trying to figure it all out. Mm. Um, and she's, yeah, she's getting used to paying with cash. And so then in German, she held up the box of tampons and proceeds to yell at her coworker in the back, which she assumed meant, I need a price check. But I guess the entire store saw her. Oh, and knew, um, and knew that she was, she was was buying tampons. Yeah, right? and uh, and I guess they all started laughing at her, uh, which is kind of rude. I mean, people need tampons. tampons. No pretty normal. To... It's uh, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of when when you're younger, you know, and you're you're buying condoms, and you feel like the entire, or, or actually, the guy usually gives you like a little wink, like hey, somebody's having fun tonight. And you're like, oh man, oh god. I'm like, dude, everybody buys these. Just let me let That's me. That's why you go. buy them with like some chips or bubble gum or something. Right. It's like let me get on my way. Don't give me the wink. I'm gonna put on a condom and chew some bubble gum. That's my that's my <laughs> that's next what I do. <laughs> Looks like I ran out of bubblegum. Um, but how's your week been going so far? Yeah, my week's been my week's been good. Um, this is another Wednesday, by the way. It is another Wednesday. We're we right are. In the middle. Yeah. You might be hearing behind me. You might hear a lot of cars because it's very rainy outside, and I live in an old building at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I'm doing all right. Um, it's kind of annoying with this weather. It was so nice in the weekend, sunny. It was like what 14 degrees. It was lovely. It was and cold, but for. February, this is it's been crazy extremely warm. warm. But mean. then now it's been like raining and then sunny and then raining and then the wind is going crazy fast. And it's kind of just like throwing my whole body off and I have to go outside with the kids and I have to go back inside because the rain's annoying. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing fine. I'm doing great, actually. I'm feeling 100%. Ooh, beautiful. Yeah, because yeah. you were you were sick the other day, but now you, you sound you sound much better. Yeah, yeah, my voice sounded awful. I was, I was a little nervous to just in uh, time record. For the record. But now we're back. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? How are you? Not bad, actually. Uh, the Berlinale just started, the Berlin Ooh. International Film Festival. True. Uh, which I, I did love. Did you have tickets? Oh, I did. You got some. Uh, I got some. Um which uh, by the time this episode comes out, the Berlinale may have come and gone because yeah. we were recording a little early, I think, this one. Um but uh, the uh, the ticket situation of the Berlinale is kind of insane because mm. uh, there's there's like huge demand, right? So tickets are uh, for showings and events are sold out 
really, really quickly. You have to go online and like queue up real quick, right? No, no. Like uh, oh. online, they only sell about 10% of tickets. Like that's the thing. You have to go in person. They have about two locations, one at Potsdamer Platz and one at um, Kino International, which okay. is like uh, in Friedrichstein. And you have to go and queue up. And it takes you about an hour to an hour and a half. That's also very, uh, very Waiting German. in line. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's, it drives me crazy because ever since I lived here, it's this, I keep thinking, every, no, next year it's going to get better. They're going to they're gonna work on this no. shitty line system. Never happens. Uh, Same thing with, you know, like going to the town, to the town hall or something like that. It never gets better. And it's it, like no matter what they try. It's Berlin. Because th- there's a weird system, right, where each movie and showing, they give a specific code, right, to make it easier. So that way when you show up to the um, cashier, you just say 258764. Why don't and, you just say the name of the movie? Because the movie is showing eight different times during the Berlin Night, because then it's like, oh, which oh. which date, which theater. So instead, they made a code for each specific showing. So you just say that code, and then they put it in the computer and tells them the movie name, the date, the time. It's it's actually it's really it's easier. I, mean, I guess it's easier. Yeah, but people don't quite get it. Yeah. So you have each person in line taking five ten minutes flipping through the magazine, trying to figure out what they want, and it just it drives it's it, it, it's insane. You know? But you got yours. I, yeah, I got Good. mine, and uh, I got to experience a few old German women yelling at younger German women who were taking too long in line. Uh, Lovely, so it was, it was that's an experience. But yeah, nice. But anyways, yeah, we gotta we gotta uh, move on to the whiskey today. Yes, and and you know, people have asked me how are you guys paying for all this whiskey if you're recording once a week and a bottle of whiskey? It's not and easy. we're like, you know, it's fine, it's cheaper, but. Um, it, it's getting to the point now, you know, we're spending a lot of money on whiskey, which is fine. I like whiskey, but we've we, we, we we got to watch our budget. we yeah. watch our budget a bit. Yeah. So we're going to start, um, not always, but guy buying the little, uh, what are they called? Little nips? <laughs> what are those called? Yeah. I don't, it, like in the, in the States, they used to call them like, like what you get in a hotel, uh, yeah. your, your, what do they call it? What do they call it? The hotel mini hotel fridge. Mini you know? Um, yeah, they're little tiny kind of tasters of whiskey. So instead of paying 45 euro for the full bottle, you know, you pay uh, five euro or five yeah. five to eight euro. For and then the if we like it, we can buy it and right. a big bottle. Because right now I'm still stuck with that um, that terrible whiskey from episode two. And it's to be hanging out in my apartment for a very a long, long time. time. Yeah. So, anyways, what we have today is one that Jeff bought. Actually, it's called Le Daig. Le Daig. Uh, Le Daig. It's kind of it's tough with these Scottish Could whiskeys be because uh, how they're pronounced tend to not correspond with how they're spelled. If anyone I mean? can please. Correct well, us I, on, this, how, on how, how we say uh, it. Can you give the spelling real quick? L-E-D-A-I-G. Ooh, and it is a uh, Scotch whiskey. And actually... Uh, Aged 10 years. 10 years. Mm-hmm. My mom recently gifted me a book on whiskeys, which was... Thank you, mom. Uh, and I've looked up Ledaich, and it says it's from the island of Mool, or Mo, <coughs> um, established in 1798. Oh, So they've been around for quite a long time. And this is the single malt 10-year... And um, it's 42% alcohol, and they say you should expect hints of sea salt and ginger. Okay. And they say it is a, a dry whiskey, um, and it is a medium range price. All right. That is about medium medium range. Uh, and, and, and unfortunately, we don't have a nice uh, pop, so you'll listen to a little... There it is. That's not kind of nice. Yeah. All right. So, um, you first. I don't... Actually, there's more in that bottle than I thought. We might be able to... Okay. Well, yeah. No, nice. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Ooh. Ooh, that is... Uh, 
That's strong. That is strong. And I don't mean in terms of alcohol. I mean just that like flavor hits you. It hits you hard. Not in a bad way. In a great I, way. I, I I like it. Mm, let me try it. Yeah. But as we drink more, we go on. We'll we'll talk about it later. Mm. No, but because it, it's, it's a nice uh, strong burn. But yeah, it doesn't keep going. Let's keep going. Let's, let's let's keep this let's keep this guy going. We're yeah. we're we're flowing right now. All right. Um, now we're talking about the social systems in Germany. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just in the case you forgot. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, we are, and you know, um, I, I don't want to get into the whole capitalism versus you know socialism. I don't, I don't want to get into all of that because that's a. We're just going to state how it is. I'm going to state how it is. How, maybe my, my thoughts on it. Well, you know, we'll get going. So the first thing is let's, let's talk about let's talk about just you know taxes because that's usually the first thing people ask me about moving mm. to a country that has. Um, high taxes for one mm. and you know why and what we get from it so at least for me because I'm a full-time employee you are freelancing yeah most of the time I'm freelancing so uh, my tax rate is usually much less than yours okay uh, a full-time employee and again it, it varies depending on how much you're making but I would say roughly full-time employees paying about 40% taxes I think something like that yeah yeah give or take um, which is uh, quite a bit but as a freelancer um, it varies between 19 and 25 percent oh well but you have to follow them yourself yeah i follow myself uh okay. through invoices and all that and uh deal with uh vat etc and the reason that the rate is lower is because uh, as a freelancer you have some time between projects where you're making no money so mm. that extra money helps you uh live through the the cold months that's uh, actually quote, quote. um that's really nice that's like really nice of Germany to do that, I guess. Yeah, well, because well, you know, uh, as a full-time employee, you know, like you're gonna you're gonna get that check no matter what every two I'm good weeks. Good, forty hours. Yeah, you're you're good to go. You I'm know, good to go. But we might have, uh, but we, you know, freelancers might have some problems finding some uh, work sometimes, and some, mm. and we gotta live during those months, you know. So mm. so they give they give us a little break. Um, so in the end, it balances out. Don't let anybody think that as a yeah. freelancer, I'm living like uh, like a king or anything, because <laughs> I'm not. And, and as a full answer, it happens, you know, automatically when you get your paycheck, your taxes are automatically taken out of that paycheck. And then it kind of shows you um, where that money is going to, what percentage is going to what. Yeah, it's it's a it's a painful list of, okay, this is the amount of money that's going to uh, public health insurance. This is the amount of money going to uh, your uh, pension, Other, public yeah. pension, to the solidarity tax, to this, that. And it's a nice long list, and you're just like, oh, I don't want to see what the, the number that's at the bottom of this. Exactly. And, and you just mentioned, which I for me, for me is like one of the most important or one of like the biggest perks of living here is sure. is that healthcare. Mm, yeah. That healthcare is, uh, it's great. I mean, it's not in day when you compare it to the U.S. I mean, yeah. there's no way to get around it. I, I'm, no. not, I'm not going to, we're not going to go too deep into it, but um, for me, it's a pretty pleasant experience when compared to the U.S., I'll just say that. Yeah, I mean, the doctor's visits are very much different. You know, when, I, when I'm when i sick and I go to the doctor, I sit down, I wait, and then, you know, I come in, they say, oh, what do you have? And I say, I have, you know, a sore throat, my mm. stomach hurts, whatever it may be. They'll kind of maybe look in my mouth, my tonsils, something like that. If not, they'll say, all right, you have this, here's a prescription, go home. If you're still feeling bad in three days, come back. And every single time it's worked without even like a checkup, which kind of made me nervous. Like you're not actually looking at me. Yeah, they, they do less. I think in the US, even when they're 90% sure you don't have something, they order the tests anyways. Right. Which kind of maybe makes comforts you more, but um, it's a kind of unneeded expense. And, uh, and you know, and it, plus you don't want to get unnecessary x-rays, you know, mm. because it doesn't really I mean, help you. I mean, again, I'm no doctor. I don't know why they why they do this. But, yeah. um, but they, they, they just, it, yeah. it's, it's different, you know. Like, and you just been fine. And, and the first time I went... Um, I did the whole process, and at the end, I went to the front desk. I was like, "Okay, what do I have to, you know, what's my copay? What I have to pay, whatever." Right. He's like, "No, no, you can go, you can go home." 
I was like, oh, really? That's, that's all taken care of. Right? That's nice. Because you have, you have this card. You go mm-hmm. in and your card scans and that kind of takes care of whatever is going on in the background. Right. And so there's no there's no copay <clears throat> for, for you for uh, right. for an average visit. Yeah. yeah. So then I went to the apotheca to get my prescription. And they're like, I'm sorry, this costs 10 euros. But if you send this receipt to your um, health insurance provider, then they will. They'll get you back. They'll pay for it. Great. Like, this, is, this is crazy. Yeah. I mean, I paid the 10 euros because I'm lazy. But oh, I guess I sent it in, man. It's yeah, I was lazy and I was new and I didn't know what to do. But like I found those, I found, I, don't know, I thought that was amazing and like it's an interesting system too because it's technically, from my understanding, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Again, we are not the most informative, correct podcast in terms of facts. But the yeah. facts that I understand is that the German healthcare system is actually technically private, but publicly funded mm, because okay. there's different healthcare providers. Yeah, there are. There's um, you can choose from. There's TK. There's AOK. TKB, I think. Yeah, yeah. There, there are there are a few to choose from, right? There's not just one standard. This is the the government provided. It's like the NHS in the UK, right? But they do offer different things, but they all cover the same things, more or more or less. Like I think some might do better dental, but I'm really not sure. But more or less the same. And as a full time employee in Germany. Your your uh, company is uh, pro- uh, required to pay for half of your public health insurance every every month. That's right. what's taken out of your uh, paycheck is your half, but they have to pay. And then half. they pay their half. Right. They pay your half. So so the cost is actually quite uh, less for you. You know. Right, and like you know, even if I don't go to the doctor a day in my life, I like personally get a, I don't get my soapbox, but I'm happy to you know know that other people that I care about are taken care of. Yeah, who have you know, who have serious um, ailments that could yeah. cost quite a lot if they weren't insured. Yeah, they're taken care of. You yeah, know? absolutely. So, um, we're all helping each other out, you know. Um, as, but as a, as a freelancer, I have private health insurance. Um, right, which you can get as well. You can get private if you'd like. Anyone can, just so you know. Yeah, but I, but I think the rule is in order to get private as um, working as a salaried full-time employee, you have to make a certain amount of money in order to have that option. I, I think you're right, so you don't go bankrupt. Yeah. Um, but for, yeah, but for me, I I still, even though I'm a, I am have a private insurance, I still benefit from the German system because in Germany, uh, medical costs in general are far less than they are in the States. You know, e- even if you, because how it works with my private is I go, I you know, uh, they send the bill to me, I pay myself, and if I want, then I contact my insurance and they will pay me back. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Um, but um, you also get a better room and stuff in a hospital, for example. Yeah, yeah. They they, they they claim you get preferential treatment, which yeah. which you do in certain ways. Um, but for, I'll just give a really quick example. Is a couple of years ago, I had a biking accident and, and broke my arm, so I had to go to the hospital. Um, was in the hospital. They gave me the bed, the room, you know, all the X-rays, the cast, uh, all the uh, you know, morphine, not morphine, but you know what I mean? All, like the, the, the full deal, right? I'm in the hospital all night long, right? A stay, which in the U.S. would cost you thousands, you know? Uh, and, and here my total bill was 160 euro for, oh, a wow. whole, for a whole night in the hospital. And then you yeah. took that money and you sent it to your health insurance and you got it back later. I could, but oddly enough, with, with my health insurance, when you don't claim anything during the year, they give you a 500 euro bonus at the end of the year. So for that, I didn't claim it because my 500 euro bonus is going to pay me back for that anyways. And so it actually makes sense to so not it could claim be it. risky or it could work. Right. Mm. Um, but but that's a good example because 
one time I went to the hospital in the U.S. just because um, it was nighttime and none of the uh, normal doctors were open. And I, I had a non-life-threatening thing, you know, but there was just no other option, right? Mm-hmm. Went to the hospital, saw a doctor. He gave me some ibuprofen, some basic painkillers, right? Sure. That whole visit, $700. Oh, my gosh. But breaking my arm and going through, like, a serious thing. With or without insurance? Uh, with insurance, $700. That was the bill. But in Germany, a much more extensive hospital stay, you know, a fourth of the cost. So oh, that, wow. that, that just shows you the difference between what uh, the prices are uh, in Germany versus uh, the States. So even as a private insured person, I still benefit. You know what I mean? I, 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 to be honest, I didn't, I didn't know it was that, uh, that drastic. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, uh, I'm more of a healthy. I've, I haven't been to the hospital a lot. Luckily, you know. Hey, well, I, I, it wasn't my choice to get to to get hit and crash my bike either. It wasn't because I was unhealthy. Yet. Well, don't don't crash your bike next time. Hey, well, tell the guy not to walk in front of me. Then you know it's all good. Do you have a bell? I did. Yeah, your own fault. Uh, moving on. <laughs> He's wearing headphones though and listening to his iPod. So uh, he wasn't paying attention. Oh, his iPod. Yeah, it was a long time ago then. Uh, no, no, he was just—he was just a guy in his forties, uh, and he was just—he was stuck in a in a time. What kind of iPod? Time. Shuffle. D- you know, I was, Video, I was focused mini? on other stuff. I really didn't—I don't remember what track. Was it a colorful one? I—I uh, I th- I think it was, mm. but uh, honestly, I haven't thought about that. Uh, I can't paint a good picture in my head anymore. Either kind of listeners. So, thanks, Jeff. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> I can—I can go into the whole event, but that would take ten minutes. So we're not going to. No, that. I think we're good. Um, so, what else were taxes go to? Um, there's one thing called solidarity tax that Germans still pay. Yeah. This is a tax that was added uh, after the wall came down and there's a reunification for East and, and West Germany. And basically they were saying, we have to even out the economical prosperity of East and West. And so basically it was a tax in order to send extra money to, he's just cracking up with a beer, no worries. Actually, you know what? I'm going to crack up with them too because- There you go. If we're going to really just cause a problem, let's just cause Drinking a problem. Drinking some Czech beers. It's actually called a Budweiser, but it's not the regular Budweiser. It's a Czech Budweiser. This is actually the original Budweiser. Right. This came out before the American Budweiser. I think it's Budweiser, And probably. it is better. It's really good. Cheers. It's from the uh, town of Budweiser. Very good. Huh. Um, anyways, so the solidarity tax, the whole point was to help give extra money to East Germany so they could bring themselves up to the same level as West Germany. But the thing is, 30 years on, East Germany is now has been at the level of West Germany for a long time and people mm, are... That's not necessarily true though. But, I mean, more or less. Unemployment is a lot of things that are still very... Infrastructure is not as great in the East. Um. Yeah, but more or less, it's it's not so bad, you know what I mean? And so people are really calling for the solidarity tax to go away. And I think they've actually uh, recently said that um, within the next few years, it will be phased out oh, because... Because it's just uh, this, another tax we don't need. And so thank God that's going to be that's gonna be out, out, of our, out of our hair. It's also the TV tax. Oh, yeah. You want to go into that? No, I don't. Pretty much, you, 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 you have to pay like every three months for, for your basic TV. And it's like, I don't know. Basically, how, imagine how in, in the U.S., like like channels like PBS, you know, they get funded by donations. In Germany, basically, they make you fund the public PBS. So you have no choice. If you don't watch these um, German public channels or not, if you watch them or not, we have to... Each household has to pay um, right. well, 20, I guess, I, 18 euro per month. Uh, I guess they used to go around every single apartment. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And to see if you had either a radio, a TV, uh, anything that gives you entertainment. Mm. And then they charge you for it. And then they kind of assume now everyone has one of those things. So Yeah, well, because back, back then, legally, they had to prove that you had a radio or TV. Right. But as a person, you didn't have to let them into your house. So you could just close the door on them. Right, so They right. couldn't prove it. So eventually they just said, okay, let's just assume people have TVs and let's just charge them a flat 18-year-old rate. 
Hi, do you have a TV? No, thank yeah. you. Goodbye. Okay, bye. No, I, I, no <laughs> it happened to me when I was living in, in Munich. And really, I just, he just said, Oh, really? Oh, so said, it's, oh, it's recent that they changed it. No, no, this was uh, 2012. Like, so, so, yeah, Still but, yeah. pretty recent. Oh, yeah, they, they changed the law somewhere around then. I think oh. 2013 or 2013. Yeah. Nutty. Um, and uh, yeah, he knocked on the door and asked if he'd come in. I just said no, and I closed the door. And that was that. Because all my German friends that I knew, they said, no, no, no. If the guy comes to your door, do not let him in. It's a tough job. It is. Yeah. What else does our tax money go to, Alex? I think another big one, especially for Americans, is uh, is the free-ish university. Right. Going to college and not, not having to pay $50,000 a year to go to college. Yeah, so, here, here you're, t- you're paying about a few hundred dollars to, and that's, to attend college. And that's usually for an apartment, I think, and books. But I think the actual classes... Yeah, registration fee, yeah. you know, like little small fees like that. But yeah, basically you're attending high-caliber education for free. Yeah. Um, and so... Anybody who, who who complains about the high taxes, I mean, yeah. Well, if you want, you could go do four years in the university for basically for free. And um, you know, I think I think it's cool that everyone actually has a real opportunity to go to university because, mm-hmm. in my opinion, if you have more people being able to go to university, you're just gonna have a smarter country. I mean, that's it, right? Yeah, I mean, d- definitely. Uh, the the only downside I could, or I could say that I've seen is. Um, I've noticed that people tend to stay in university a lot longer, That's which true. is a good thing. But I, I, but what I mean is there's certain people who um, kind of are avoiding entering the real mm-hmm. world and entering the workforce, and they just stay in uni into their 30s. Uh, Kind of but, yeah, avoiding it, uh, but again, I'm, that's not everybody. Obviously, no, it's a small, it's a small a percentage. View. But I think it's but, really cool because you do meet a lot of Germans who are, you know, in their mid late twenties, almost early thirties, who are still in uni, who are still in uni. They're, yeah. they're getting their PhD, they're getting you know their masters, whatever they want to get. There's like, I want to pursue this. I'm going to it's pursue great. it. Yeah. It's super, super cool. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it doesn't matter is your family rich or poor. You know, in the, in the U.S., it's like, hey, do you have forty grand per year for this? No, okay, sorry. You know, you go, to, go to a community college. You know, yeah, play but, football. Yeah, but you know, some people, for us nerds, aren't so, aren't you know, so good at the toast, those touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. not good at game touchdowns. Mm. But uh, uh, our German buddy, he um, when he was going to university, uh, I guess Germany raised the tuition or something like this, like a hundred or two hundred euros a year. Oh, like a, a very small. Uh, yeah, small like from race. zero to two hundred. Mm-hmm. And people were pissed, and I guess they protested on the streets and said, "We're not paying. It's our right to go to university. You cannot make us pay." Mm. And I guess they were like, "Okay," and they got rid of it, which is pretty, uh, pretty nutty. Yeah, and I guess if you live in the U.S., you couldn't understand complaining about a few hundred dollars. But, no, but when you ha- when you have had basically free education for a while, and then suddenly they're saying, "Okay, you have to pay this extra fee." I guess I, I can understand uh, it's to yeah. a point, but uh, I mean, well, we're from the States. So I would honestly, if it happened to me, I'd, I'd be like, oh, you're 200 bucks. Okay, yeah, sure. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. But I guess it's also the um, the slippery slope type argument. You know, if they do 200 now, then I'll be a thousand. Because I think that's what happened in the UK. Like now university is getting really expensive in the UK. Oh, okay. So I think if you let it slide a bit. No, UK. <laughs> I think if you let it slide a little bit. Eventually it's going to get more and higher and. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. So you want to keep it the way it is. I get it. I totally sure. get it. I would, I would protest too, I guess. Sure. And and one odd thing I want to mention, though, about um, uh, university in Germany is that, and again, I, again, I'm not well-versed in this, but from what I, and I don't know the exact age. We're not well-versed in much, to right. be honest. Um, but what I do know is that, so for example, in the States, once you turn 18 and you're an adult, your parents legally can say, all right, get out of my house. I'll feed us in. Yeah. Have a good time. Good luck. You know, send you packing, right? Um, in Germany, 
they are legal your parents are legally required to pay for your university and all associated costs up to a certain age i can't remember if it was if it's um 24, 26, 28, but like they are required to pay for university, um, which is kind of, uh, I'm not, I don't really like, it's kind of bizarre. Mm. Uh, A friend of mine knows somebody personally who he sued his parents because his parents at a certain age, I forget what it was, they just said, you know what, you know what, like we want to retire, like we can't, we don't want to, can't afford this, we don't want to pay for you anymore. And he sued his own parents because he said, oh, no, legally you're required to pay for my that's education. Um, yeah, so that's a whole that's a whole different uh, oh, well. Well, you, can of worms there. You, you do get in Germany as well, you get something called Kindergeld and, and Elterngeld, which translates to... Which that, that I, I think is awesome. awesome. Is really I, cool. I think I agree with that, yeah. And that, that translates to uh, children money and parent money. So pretty much if you have a kid, you get something. I think it depends on how much you earn and how many kids you have and how a few factors. Sure. But you get something like between 100 and 300 euros a month to take care of your child. So for kindergarten, for food, for diapers, things like this. Yeah, to help you buy clothing for your kid. Clothing. And again, this is every month until the age of 18, I think. I think it is, yeah. For every person. yeah. the parent guild, I'm not sure how much it is. I'm not sure how long you get it for, but you also get money for being parents as well. Sure. But they're separate somehow. I'm not sure what the difference right. is. And of course, a, but as, that's pretty cool. As a parent, um, if you're the mother, you're given basically 12 months uh, off of work and I, at about 70% pay or something like that. And fathers yeah. can take paternal leave, um, mm-hmm. so which is very different than... Um, than in the U.S., but yeah. no, but I I love I like the kindergarten thing because like one of the fears right of anybody of being a parent is oh my god I can't afford this yeah exactly and the fact that the government's gonna be like oh here's a couple hundred bucks every month to help you pay yeah. for I mean, it's, it's not gonna cover everything no but it's, it's helpful that feels I think it feels probably feels great as to have that little offset I mean absolutely yeah absolutely and I think parents are also guaranteed a uh, kindergarten spot as well like a, a place in a kindergarten right which but there's a long line right isn't there this is the problem uh, at spe- least in the Berlin in Germany as well it's it's a big problem in Germany but especially in Berlin is that I'm a kindergarten teacher um, so I'm a little bit I'm a little more well versed in this part but uh, yeah Germany has a lack of kindergartens and a big wait for people to get into kindergartens and also a lack of kindergarten teachers and it's kind of like a big clusterfuck of just trying to get people, kids into a kindergarten. So uh, if you want to come to Germany, open up a kindergarten. Um, yeah, let me know. Do, do you know? Do you know in general, uh, at least in Berlin, right? Because you work here. Yeah. How long is the wait? Like, because like, I've heard stories mm. of people registering their unborn child for a yeah. kindergarten. Is that true? Or that, that is true. But I think it also depends on if you're going to go to a uh, private or a public mm. kindergarten. But do you know, is, is it like a six-month wait or is it... A- it's anywhere between six months, like two and a half years, whatever. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. like I, I've heard people, like I, I'm at a private kindergarten because I speak English. So um, for us, it's something like, it's like a year and a half, two years, something like that. I mean, some people get in quicker. It just depends on many factors again as well. But yeah, it's, I think it can be difficult. Um, but at least you are guaranteed a spot. The question is, when can you get that spot and that kind of... That kind of sucks with the infrastructure there. Oh, oh, totally. And so, whoa, hey there, there you go. Speaking of infrastructure, oh, uh, nice that's, segue. That's a an unintended segue. Uh, that's another thing our taxes go to. I mean the, um, I mean the classic uh, example, of course, is the um, autobahn. Autobahn, yeah. Which um, the second there's a pothole the size of a quarter, they come out and they fix it. You know, I mean, they, they really take care of the roads here. And it's and, it's in it's. If you've never been on the autobahn, it's something you have to experience in your life. It's, a beautiful, it's terrifying. It's a beautiful experience just because, and one of the big differences, um, 
and I think I'm remembering the numbers correct. In, mm-hmm. in the U.S., the average uh, speed limit. Uh, no, uh, the average thickness of a German uh, U.S. highway is 11 to 12 inches, where in Germany it's 27 inches thick. Wide. So, uh, because uh, why do you mean? No, no, no. The, the thickness of of the roadway. Of oh, the asphalt. oh, the actual road. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. That's a so, weird stat to know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I watched a documentary with the Autobahn years ago, and huh. and they said yeah, this the, the German Autobahn lasts three times as long, so there's a much longer intervals between having to completely redo the asphalt. You know, wow. And and the asphalt and the roads here are are. Uh, pitched a certain ways in order to draw water off of them, which they don't do in the U.S., etc., uh, etc. Et so um, yeah, and then it's also the areas you can go, which I think you know everyone knows, which you can go unlimited speed. And right, my my, my brother in law came over one time, and he's um, he works on cars. He also mm. races them sometimes. And we said you're coming over to Germany, you have to of course. go to Autobahn. Nice. So we went to a rental place and we rented a um, an Audi S3 Ooh. just for like a few hours. Right. And when the Autobahn went 265 kilometers an hour, so that's 165 miles per hour. Nice. It wasn't fun. It was terrifying. Like I, I was lazy. I was in the back seat. You know, any little glitch from the car, you know, you're you're going from one side of the car to the other side of the car. But the funny thing is, you almost don't feel like you're going that fast because no. because everyone else is going faster. Uh, you know, not as fast, but fairly fast. So going those speeds. You feel like you're you're doing at least like if you're in the U.S. doing 90 versus everyone doing 60. You know what I mean? Right. You feel like you're going slightly faster than everyone else, but you're not going that much faster. But then you, you look down at the speedometer and you're like, whoa, right? That's, but to go for those speeds, you, you you've got to have you need the infrastructure. Yeah, I mean, and um, yeah. So so in general, uh, German roads uh, are quite good, and also we there's an abundance of uh, of parks that are paid for by our taxes. Yeah, trains, um, the trains here are the train. Yeah, German train system. Uh, people pretty good. And, yeah, I mean. Lately, not not quite as on time as they used to be, um, yeah. but but still the um, the um, the the uh, the amount of places you can go uh, directly and direct trains is, is uh, of course compared to the U.S. is you know. And then within the cities, you know, for example, here in Berlin, you have the underground, which is underground the subway, yep. subway, yes. You have the trams, mm-hmm. which are on the road, and then you have the. The S-Bahn. S-Bahn train, which is almost like you could say a, a subway above ground, but it, it's, right. it's separate. You know, it, it has, has fewer stops, so it's more for taking you from one side of Berlin to the other, whereas the yeah. U-Bahn is more... Uh, within the city. Within, with, yeah. within no. going, going from different areas, but within yeah. a district or, you know... For, and, and they also, um, you know, you have buses and the taxis and you, know, you, you have all these options, so... Getting around the city, it's a it's a wide city. Getting around it is super super simple because it's just there are so many options to uh, to use. Sure. And like we said, I think in our last episode, yeah, I think I said in episode three or something like this, uh, you have that one ticket, and it goes for everything. It goes for the subway, the trams, the S-Bahn, the buses. You can even use the um, the the large regional trains as long as they're traveling uh, within With, within Berlin. Yeah, which yeah. I do sometimes because they uh, it'll be quicker. It'll, it'll be quicker, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have one ticket that can cover you uh, for for everything, and it's uh, it's quite cheap. And they've they've actually been talking a lot uh, lately about having the German government subsidize, excuse me, public transit in a lot of German cities in order to get more people to use it, even though. The ridership is already very yeah. high. I heard in Berlin, um, daily ridership is 1.5 million wow. out of a city of 3.4 million. So you're talking about a huge percentage using public transit. Um, I, I also read that um, they're also considering, on this vein, delivering packages using public transportation to save the environment a bit. 
Right, because the trains are going from A to B anyway. So right. if you throw on like a cargo car at the end of the at the end of the tra- the train, why not? Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, funny story actually on that vein of um, transporting things in public transportation. Uh, on episode three, we drank the Irish whiskey, and I had it shipped. What was the name? Do you remember? I can't remember the name. Okay. To be honest, uh, we had it shipped to my girlfriend's work because I'm never home, and somebody goes to my neighbor's house. It's easier. It up, Somebody's always at the work to accept the right. package, right? And she had to go to a meeting that evening, so I couldn't go pick it up. So during the day, she actually used a uh, one of the cheaper taxis, like a free now it's called, mm. and she put the bottle in the passenger seat and had it brought over <laughs> to the, my work. The taxi driver turned into like the DHL guy. Pretty and much. And the taxi driver came up and I was like, excuse me, is uh, that my package? She's like, oh yeah, like, how are you going to pay? And I was like, oh, my girlfriend did it. And she paid with her phone and I was like, oh, okay, all good, done. Nice. So that was pretty fun. Uh, which I guess you could maybe do that with the public transportation with like actual packages. I don't know. Hmm. But it's definitely an interesting thought to do because I think it would be a lot better for the environment instead of having trucks going everywhere. Oh, sure. And maybe it's having one truck going to the that station at a certain time of the day and then delivering in that area of the city instead of driving all around the city. True. I you mean, know? yeah, and, and this is completely unrelated to the main topic of True. this podcast, yeah. but in Berlin, so much is delivered by bicycle, which is very environmentally friendly. I mean, True. I've seen... You know, there's there's UPS delivering packages by mm-hmm. bicycle. There's the, the DHL, the most um, food, the German Post, Deutsche Post. It's basically all by bicycle. Yeah, yeah. You have foods delivered by bicycle. I mean, so much delivered by bicycle. So you have no uh, poisonous emissions coming out. You know, we, from, we like bikes here. We can yeah, talk, we talk about bikes in the that's episode. a whole other story. Yeah, bike yeah. bikes are fun. And I think another thing that the uh, taxes help with as well is the is homelessness. It doesn't help people get more homeless. It helps people who are homeless try to get homes. And there's lots of um, programs for people who are homeless to either have somewhere to stay or to work a job where they can make some money and have somewhere to stay. So, Mm. for example, you see a lot of people uh, here in Berlin, at least, I'm assuming around Germany, uh, selling newspapers. Demot or Demots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot forgot the name. And so they'll go around the the, uh, the subways, some bars, there's also some newspapers. And... um, I usually I'll buy paper, give them, give them, give them some money, and it's a way for them to you know work their way back to you know to to be in a right. place they, they they would like to be in. Right, not just beg, but they're giving you something for it. Like here's a, right. like a, a well produced uh, newspaper for you to look at. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of uh, shelters here, and there's also something called the carta, the, the cartabus. Oh, right, in the winter. Yeah, in the winter. Yeah, so if you see a homeless person in the winter, you can call the cartabus, and if you think that they're really cold, the bus will come and ask them if they want to get picked up. And they will take them somewhere uh, warm for the evening. Right. Uh, and our taxes pay for that too. I believe they pay for the contabus. I'm not positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's also, you know, fine. You know, I'm, I'm happy for my taxes going to somewhere like that too. No, no. I mean, um, I mean, the, it, the winter is is brutal to be homeless. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, being homeless in in any season, I can't imagine. But yeah. in, in winter, especially um, in Northern Europe, you know, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, there's 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 so much else we could cover about uh, about the um, the yeah. German social system right now, but uh, but we we we, we, we have a long up. list right here. But yeah, um, well, I think we're because we got to talk about this whiskey. Oh yeah, well, let's get back to the whiskey. And um, well, I, but before, let me just take a quick. Uh, let's both take a quick little, little, last little, step here. No, hello. A little reintroduction. I really like this one. That that is that is really nice. We, yeah. what, what is that flavor? Hold on. That's what the bottle says. Wait, what, do, you have, do you have more? It's one. No, we don't. That's it. No, no. I mean, in your glass. Oh yeah. Do, do you taste like a like a sweetness coming in? 
Yeah, I do. Actually, when you smell it, it has a smell, uh, a sweet smell to it, kind of. The, the first thing that when it hits my tongue, it's it's this sweet taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's this nice 10 second delay, and then the burn comes, and it's just the right amount of smokiness. That that's that's a good. Um, that's the Ledaig or Ledaig. Ledaig. Uh, ten year. This what, what was it? It's the single, single age ten year single malt Scotch whiskey, wonderfully peated. Uh, you know, that's an eight or nine out of ten. I mean, yeah, I I, I agree with you. This is, I don't want to give it a ten out of ten just because we're you know we're, we're early in this podcast. So let's well, the save that. Is, but if you, know. you go ten out of ten and you have one that's better, what do you mean like eleven out of ten? Can't do that. Yeah, that's why I'm sticking to the. It's eight not eight. possible, Jeff. So um, how numbers work. I'll I'll give it. You know what? I'll give it a solid nine out of ten in terms of like satisfaction. That's just a good whiskey. I'm gonna give it an eight. Yeah, fair enough. Just yeah. because I want to be Definitely. cautious. Okay. And different. Yeah. No, but um, definitely there, a winner. Again, this will be in our Instagram, which is... Yeah, we'll Ameri- put a picture. Yeah. You'll put a picture on there, yeah. Uh, on our Instagram, which is Americans.in.germany.drinking. Uh, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating. It'll help us, other people will discover it, and that'll be super nice. Yeah, yeah. Throw, throw some stars. If you're enjoying what you're liking, throw some yeah. stars. If you um, don't, throw a star too. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, and, and of course, Sing you can it. find us on, it's on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash... A-G-D-W dot podcast. The A-G-D-W, of course, is Americans and German drinking uh, whiskey. Or you can also just Google or uh, our Facebook search our name. Right. Only matter. Um, um, but yeah, like one thing, like really, if, 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 uh, if any of you are recently expats or about to be expats and you have questions about being an expat, you know, me and Alex have lived here quite a long time. You know, send in your questions. We'd love to answer them on air. And uh and uh, help uh, help anybody we can, you know. Yeah, I mean, our answers might might be bullshit, but at least it's an answer. Uh, it, you know, it's based off proper <laughs> it's based off proper experience. I can't really yeah. uh, speak for uh, us personally, but it's we've been here quite a long. We've been time. Here a while. We've I, been around the block a few times. It's in our first rodeo. Yeah. yeah. Well, on that note, Jeff. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>